Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online. We're very glad you're with us today. It's fun being with the kids. Also, I just, you know, in this series, I'm talking a lot about how heaven and earth overlap. And I've been thinking about that um, as we worship. And just, that's one of those amazing connections where we're joining in the celebration of God. And, and we, we make this connection. When you engage all in into worship, uh, it's like you're right there. And there's something so powerful about that realization. You know, I just encourage you, when you get a chance, read Revelation 4 and 5 and 19 about what's going on around the throne. You know, in this story, we know that, uh, you know, there's life after life after death. That there's a time when Jesus will come back and, and earth is renewed and we get new physical bodies and that's how we live out eternity. But there's a point in this journey where we'll be around the throne room with God, unless Jesus comes back first. And we'll be engaging in this amazing worship that's happening there. And there's, you know, if you read it, you start, John's trying to describe it because heaven and earth overlap and he's had a look at it. And, and you know, there's things happening around the throne and, and the, there's God and there's the lamb. And, and then there's these, these, you know, these living beings, they call them, that are, the, the, he's not even sure how to describe it because they have wings and they have things happening and they're flying around and, and the elders are there and all the saints are gathered around. There's angels all over the place and they're singing and they're just worshiping and it's really loud. And so John says like thunder rippling across in there and, and it's shaking because everybody's engaged in worship and, and you know, there's these, this holy, holy, holy is ringing out and then it, it kind of subsides. And I think what happens is people, they, they just grasp what's going on and they can't help but go, holy, holy, holy. And then they just kind of bow down in, in the midst of it because it's so amazing and they, they catch their breath and it's holy, holy, holy. And this is going back and forth and round and round and listen you get to participate in that now that's some of what's going on and and my hope is always that people are making that connection that you realize that's what's happening that when when worship happens it's more than just singing a couple of songs it's this invitation it's it's he's actually here jesus is here and when you see him it just your heart's response is yes i i was thinking as we worship going way off track here all of a sudden I started thinking about John 4 and the woman at the well and and she's such a broken mess and she's there she's alone because she doesn't even want to be around anybody else because she's living life and Jesus looks at her and he says you know what God just wants worshipers like you can you imagine she's like me I can't even my I don't even have any friends nobody wants to be around me and he goes, no, you're exactly the kind of worshiper I'm looking for. And how I sort of relate to that. How he wants me to worship him. He, 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 he chose me in the midst of this. I was so and such a mess. Still am. And yet he goes, no, no, I want you. And, and when I'm responding in worship, it's, be, it's out of that gratefulness, out of that amazing, wonderful thing that me, really me. And, and so, you know, catch those moments in appreciate those moments just you know jump into them it's like they're transitioning between here and there uh you know i, I sometimes feel like it's so so vivid and real that, that there's some moment i'll just get caught and that's where i'll be and 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 there'll probably just be a little shell here laying on the floor and i hope you're all sad but <laughs> i'm gonna be like woo. 
You know what I'm not hoping for today. But still. That's kind of the catch it. That's what's going on. That's what happens. That's why the gathering of the church is so powerful. That's what we do. We just we come and we worship because he wants us to. And that's so amazing. Anyway, no extra charge for any of that. <laughs> so last week, uh, we were talking about becoming his righteousness. And, and um, I started talking about the renewing of our minds. And I want to dig into that a little deeper. I think it's important uh, that we get a hold of that. We're in week 14 this week. And so I'll be deepening that discussion with you today. And then uh, and I, I sort of... Have, Figured out where, where I'm supposed to be going. Uh, and so after this week, there'll be two more weeks in this series. And, and uh, some of you are going to be like, yay, but I, I, I'm going to miss it. But uh, it's okay. Ne- next week, I want to talk about a little more about the, this new life in Christ. And then I want to talk a little bit about prayer in that following week. And then uh, we'll, we'll head in a new direction. And I'm, I'm starting to press into what that looks like. So, so that's what's coming up. Um, but I, there's so much. I hope you get how important it is that you know the story from beginning to end. And the reason is, when you get a hold of the bigger story and how he's invited you into his story, and then when you get all the things happening in it, it's just, it opens up the scripture to you, which then sort of helps you to live this life in ways that I think too many people don't quite get a hold of. And so, you know, I, I want to help us get a hold of that and experience full and abundant life. The very life that Jesus says he came for us to have. I want to get a hold of that and, and begin to move in those directions. So that's what this series has been all about. And we're going to press into that a little more today. Uh, bad jokes. Pastor Jerry sent me this one. Did you hear about the guy who got hit by the rental car? He says it hurts. A friend was telling me something, uh, something that happened to him the other day. So he said his wife yelled down from upstairs at the house. She said, uh, hey, honey, do you ever get a shooting pain like, like someone has a voodoo doll of you and they're stabbing it? He was like, no. And then a moment later she shouted down, how about now? Last one. If a cow doesn't produce milk, is it a milk dud or an utter failure? (laughs) Alice, my love, come and lead us in the reading of the scripture. Last night, someone shouted out, it's a bull. (laughs) Which changed it all together. Or it's both a milk dud, utter failure, or it's a bull. There's there's a million answers to that one. Good morning. 9.30 crowd, it's good to see you all. Let's focus in on God again this morning, shall we, before we read the text? Hmm. Let your kingdom come, Father. Let it break through as we study and dive deeper into your word. Father, I thank you that in your house there's a place for each and every one of us. Father, and in your house there is no disturbance, there's no dread. Lord, there's just peace because we are perfectly and wholly loved. I thank you, Father, that each and every day we can know that feeling of homecoming. You already have a place for us. Just bless each person here today, Father. Each family represented here, bless them to a thousand generations. 
In Jesus' name, amen. The text today is out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 19 through 24. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Blessed be the word. So, last week we were in this discussion uh, and... I, I started talking to you about, and we've talked about in the series, the mind of Christ and how that's really what needs to happen is, is we need to get a hold of what it means now to be a new creation. And Paul was uh, saying this and we looked at this passage last week in detail, but we're to be made new in the attitude of our minds and so to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, so there's something that needs to happen in the way that we sort of think about things. And so I want to dig a little deeper in that today and talk some more about the renewing of our minds. That's point number one. And as we were talking last week, I said one of the things that happens is we get sidetracked uh, in our walk by wrestling against our own flesh instead of realizing that what we're engaged in is a spiritual battle. And, And see, there's a significant difference in the way that you approach those things. So if, if, it's, if you think you're in a battle with your flesh, you're, you're gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to try and get sort of more rules and you're going to try and perform harder and you're going to try and do it in your own strength and, and you sort of miss what's really going on. But when you realize that what's really happening is that you have an enemy, we have a very real enemy, and, and that his whole deal is he wants to steal life from you, steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. That's what he's all about. And as a believer in Christ, you went way up on his list of people that he doesn't care for. Uh, you know, his, his other, he's busy, and I tell you this all, he's trying to blind the eyes of unbelievers, the little G-God of this age. That's one of his main deals. But he also is going after believers. Because if you really begin to live this life, this full and abundant life that Jesus has for you, and you get a hold of what it really means, uh, it impacts people around you for Christ. It really does. That's, that's the idea of being ambassadors. We looked at that a little bit. There's something about your life. It's the way you live it that really makes a difference in the, in the world around us. And so we have to realize that it's a spiritual battle that we're in. And I, I don't want the enemy to steal from me another thing. He's done enough. And so I want to get a hold of this, and I want to realize that, that it's a battle that I'm engaged in. And, and now, you know, when we start getting that, you'll start seeing Scripture open up in, in all sorts of ways and how it relates to that. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. For though we live in the world, and I, I've said that, you know, now we've, we've pushed into eternity, right, in this story. We understand that. But we live in the present age in our mortal bodies, but we're citizens of heaven. We're, we're people of eternity. But we live in the world. But even though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. 
On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. People go, what's a stronghold? Well, he, he tells us right next, what's a stronghold? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's the stronghold. Arguments and every pretension, every thought, everything that would come and try and tell you that, that the knowledge that you have from God, that you're a new creation, isn't right. That that's not who you are. And then what we do is we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We realize now that this is a spiritual battle and that we have the weaponry that we need to get a hold of those bad thoughts, those, those thoughts that are coming from the enemy who's trying to tell us, you're no good, you'll never be good enough, uh, how, who do you think you are, uh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, beat us up by our wrong choices and decisions and then throw guilt and shame on top of that and try and keep you trapped in all that mess. And what we have to do is we have to really, no, no, that's a spiritual battle and I belong to Jesus and I'm going to take every thought and I'm going to hang in to the realization that I'm a new creation. I have not arrived, I am not yet perfected, but I am a new creation. That that song that we sang, I am who you say I am. I asked them to do that on purpose so that we kind of resonate with you. We are new creations. We're the children of God. Everything is different now because of what Jesus has done. And so we, we're engaged in a spiritual battle and, and the battleground is really in, in our minds. There's, there's, that's how we embrace it. That's what we have to take on. We're, we're learning to think the way Jesus would have us think. We're learning to think God's thoughts after him instead of the way that we've thought up to this point. And you'll be amazed, I think, at how many thoughts and decisions and things that we are making today are being totally driven by decisions that we made years and years ago that were no good and things that happened to us that were no good. And we just have never really thought it through. And so we have to press in on this journey now. With that in mind, that it's a spiritual battle, look at what Paul says. Because Paul's the one who keeps telling us about being a new creation and having the mind of Christ. He says, listen, not, not that I've already obtained all this. As we say, I, I, I know who I am, but I haven't, I haven't got, I'm not there yet. Or have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I want all that he has for me. I want the full and abundant life that he got a hold of me. For brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I'm going to I'm going to quit thinking the way that I used to think. I'm going to get out of that old mindset, that old perspective. I got to leave that behind me. I'm going to push into this new mindset that he has for me. I'm going to press on toward the goal to win the prize, which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So now you, you start to read this and you see that Paul is just talking about this change that we need in our minds over and over again. And he tells us in Philippians there that what Paul sees is he's seeing himself grow into uh, the ability to be true to what God has already given him. And, and to live that out, he, he lives in this pursuit of forgetting the old things and, and putting those things behind him. And, and then the way he used to do things, and he's, he's pressing into a new way of thinking which God is revealing to him. Now, you, you need to see, too, that Paul tells us enough about himself that he had a really 
pretty firm, established way of thinking about things. He was zealous in, in, in the traditions of the Pharisees. He, you know, he persecuted the church. That was his way of thinking. But when he came to know Jesus, all of a sudden he had to get it all different. And there's a, there's a point in his life when, you know, when he first gets saved, he's on, he's, well, he's on fire his whole life. But he, he goes into Jerusalem and he's got so many things happening there. He's bringing so much heat on the church. Because God is doing things, but it's, it's upsetting all the Romans and everything. And the church, there's so much heat on the church. They say, Paul, you got to go, bro. <laughs> we love you to pieces, but it's too hot here with you here. And he goes off, and he, he takes ten years, really, is what we think. And he's just learning how to think in God's ways. And he takes all of the scripture, because he knows it, right? He's got it all. He's brilliant, Paul is. And he just takes it all in, and the Holy Spirit helps him. And he comes up with everything that we've been reading about in in letters that Paul writes. He said, this is what's going on. This is what happened. This is the change. We're new creations. You need to get a hold of this. Everything is different now because of what Jesus has done. And and you've got to allow yourself to begin to think the way that God did. And he says, just press in, and you'll get it. Because it's all about this whole sort of thing that's happening and the battle that we're in. And then we're going to battle through and we're going to take those thoughts that are no good. We're going to take them captive because we've got this new way of thinking in Christ. So, it's, you know, how do we do that? Because the question that should come from that, I think, is, OK, that's uh, how do I renew my mind? Because I'm all that sounds good. Uh, I like I like that thought. What is what do I need to do? Yeah, we often get that way, right? OK, well, that sounds good. What do we need to do? Tell me the rules. I'll do that. Ah. So what, so do I just, am I supposed to take an okay every day? Every, every single thought that I have, I gotta make sure that I'm right on top of that. I'm gonna just overthink every single thing that happens. Or maybe I just need to be confessing scripture all day long, and that's gonna make it happen. And, and, you know, the thing is, those are good things, but, but there's a life that goes along with this whole thing, and so you should be, you know, asking more about your thoughts, and maybe kind of questioning some of them, and, and certainly we should be, Thinking about scripture during the day, you know, you should have your, your sort of go-to scriptures for life that you've got memorized so you can get them right when you need them. At the, you know, anything goes on. I'm, I'm sharing with you, you know, my, my, probably my all-time favorite, Philippians 4. 4, you know that one, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, regard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I know that one so well. Do you know why? hundred times a day, maybe. I don't know how many. I, it just runs through my mind. And it, for me, it covers everything. It's just like, boom. It's one of those. So it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for that scripture. So, yeah, there's some of that. But the reality is... Get a hold of this. You can't renew your own minds. Can't be done. Can't. What do we got to do? We got to yield to the Holy Spirit. Now, part of this thinking process is, and, and so you'll hear me, that's why you've heard me say this so many times, like, is, is really coming to grips with the reality that Holy Spirit lives in you. Holy Spirit lives in us. I've told you over and over again, it's a point where heaven and earth meet, and it's so real because he meets here right now. We're the, we're the temple. It's, it's amazing. I, that, that should, I say that, and I just want to stop and go, okay, that's enough. But, but we have to understand it and what it means. And so one of the big things that we have to do is we have to first realize Holy Spirit does dwell in me. It's, it may not be something that you feel or, you know, well, I know, how do I know? Because he says he does. If you love Jesus, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit dwells in you. That's, that's a given. 
what we need to do then is learn to recognize him and the way that he leads and the way that he guides and and what he's taking us into because he's the one that renews our minds and he's the one that teaches us to think like the father and the son think paul says it's so cool First Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. For who knows a person's thoughts? You see how often Paul's talking about what's going on up in here? Who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit with them? You can get that. So who really knows what you're thinking? Only your, your spirit. You, you know, you, right? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. He's making this huge connection there and I hope you catch it. So you know how you know your own thoughts, but you're the only one. Well, the Holy Spirit... Knows the thoughts of God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He knows the thoughts of God. And he now lives in us. So guess what is available to you? The thoughts of God. Because the Holy Spirit knows them. Well, what we've received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. So that we can now understand what it means to be a new creation. That's what he's really given us. We can understand what it means to have life everlasting. So that we can understand what it means to be the children of God. So that we can understand. Remember, and we started this. We got, got an enemy who's like, no, no, you're none of those things. No, don't, don't, don't believe any of that. No, no, oh, no. You're, you're, look at you. Look at your life. Look at the things you do. Look at the bad choices you make. Look at you, you sinner. Look at, look at the way you get mad at people when you're driving. It's only funny if you've been coming here a while. But Holy Spirit said, oh no. You're, you're a child of God. You're a worshiper. You've been chosen. We're, we're together forever. I love you so much. And God just wants the very best life for you. And so we, we have to learn that he's with us and that he cares for us. And that he leads and guides us. On this life. Listen to what Jesus says about Holy Spirit. He says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, this is John 16, 13. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Wow. Why is that so cool? Here's what I get such a kick out of that for. Jesus had been talking to his disciples for three years. They only hear what they want to hear. They are so stuck in their way of thinking about what Messiah is going to do when he comes and how he's going to restore Israel to its former place of glory in, in the world, that they're just waiting for that. Everything else is sort of cool. They like being with Jesus, you know, because Jesus, cool. And all these miracles are happening. Come on, cool stuff, right? I mean, I, I, I've been around some miracles. It's like really cool. It looks like, and you're almost like, oh, that can't be, buddy. You, anyway, that's another story. So it's just happening all the time. I, can you imagine what it was like to be at the feeding of the 5,000? And you got two fish and five little pieces of bread. And you're hungry. And you had them stashed because you wanted them. You were the disciples. And Jesus says, bring them to me. And they're like, no, oh, no. Fine, no dinner for us once again. They give them to Jesus. And Jesus takes them and he's just happy Jesus. You know, this is so cool. Like, Puts the bread in. He says, oh, come on. He tell the people to sit down in groups of 50. There's 5,000. What do you mean? Oh, come on. There's, you got two fish and five bread. All right, fine. Jesus wants you all to sit down. I can't imagine they were really into it in the beginning. It's my thinking now. He's Jesus. He wants you to sit down. He just did all the other stuff, so sit down. Groups of 50. All right, fine. The, the ones in the front row here, you're going to be really glad you sat up front because there's only two. 
you're going to feel bad eating them in front of everybody, but it's all right. And they go. And he says, come on, come, come and get. And they, they come. And they, he puts stuff in their basket. And they go and they start feeding people. And all of them are out there feeding people. And they feed that group. And they go back and he's got more. And can, can you, I, I just don't know. You ever think about that stuff? I do. Because that happened. So that they have this stuff going on, and they know it's really cool, but all they're really waiting for is him to take over again, because they wanted those good seats, remember? They're arguing all the time, who's the greatest? We're going to lead this whole thing, it's so good, we're going to get rid of the Romans, angels are going to come, Boop, they'll be done, it'll be us, it'll be like the days of King David, how cool is that going to be? All these things are happening, and Jesus is telling them the whole time, it's not how it's going to work, i got to go to the cross, these things need to take place, but it's going to be really good, but I haven't listened to any of that. And he says, don't worry, Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to teach you all those things. And then you see what happens when Holy Spirit comes with them. All of a sudden they go, <gasps> and then that's how we, they start writing. The, the, they're the early church writers and they're writing the story and they make the connections that I was showing you from stuff from the Old Testament. What it means, what he's always promised, what God was doing all along, what God is going to do. And they're like, oh, yes. And so all of a sudden everything changes. See, that's what happens. That's what we need to have happen. We need to get a hold of what's going on. In this story, and listen for the Holy Spirit. Yield to Him. And He's always talking to you. You just need to figure out what it looks like. And He does different things, too. He doesn't always have one way. Sometimes He'll, he'll tell you something. Some, I, I, I believe that. He'll just, uh, I'll get it. I, you know, is it an audible voice? It, it is to me. Would you have heard it? No. I don't think so. But I, I've heard it, and I, I start to recognize it. I don't always get it, but I get it. But he used other things, too. You know, like, like an email will happen, or I'll hear something in the radio, or I'll hear a part of a song, or something will show up, or I'll see a YouTube clip, something. That I, and all of a sudden, I know it's him, and he's, he's leading, and he's guiding. I can't tell you how many times this has happened, and I'm sure you can relate to this. And, and maybe you're just you're pushing it away as coincidence or something. But you'll, you'll be doing something, and you'll come to a place where you're stuck. And you get frustrated. Ever, anybody ever do that? You can be trying to fix something or crafting or whatever it might be. You get stuck. And you're just stuck. And you've tried everything you can think of. And you, and you oh, you're so frustrated. And, and then somebody, you just walk away from it. And how many times, if you're just listening, does not at some point later on in that day, that night, while you're sleeping, when you wake up in the morning, you get an understanding of what you need to do to fix it. And... and I, I, this happens to me all the time. And there was a point when I used to go, I knew I was brilliant. It just took a while to get there. And then, and then all of a sudden I realized I'm just as unbrilliant right now as I was when I couldn't fix it in the first place. What's happened is Holy Spirit has said, oh, come on, let's fix that. Because I don't want you to be frustrated. Here's what you need to do. He does it all the time. Because he's actively engaged and he knows everything and he just, nothing. He helped. The other day, I had this thing the other day because I had a website stock. You know, I work on the websites and, and it just wouldn't, I was so, I was like, ah. Oh. And he, middle of the night, knew exactly what I needed to do the next morning when I got back to it. It worked immediately. And I, I was like, so cool, Holy Spirit knows websites. <laughs> wow. But it's, through my whole life, he's, he, so listen, you, you've got to learn to listen, and that's a big part of this whole deal. And, and then another big thing is, is getting out of the way. Get out of the way. There's a, there's a whole webinar right there I'm going to do called Getting Out of the Way. You're going to sign up, going to charge you to come. I'm going to stand up here and go, get out of the way. See you later. 
We get in the way all the time. We, we, we get in the way thinking that we've got things figured out that we don't have figured out. And we're not listening. We're on broadcast. And we just make a big mess of everything. When really we just need to go, He's, it's his story. I just want to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm going to get in the way. I need to step out of the way. I know I've shared this story with you a lot. But after Irma, one weekend, you know, and I was back here and everything was still a mess and broken down. And, and uh, nobody was back yet. And it was hot. And I was alone. And I was having a little pity party. And I was out here. And someone had dropped off. God bless them. They dropped off a whole bunch of supplies. But they just left them in the middle. And they were just strewn all over the parking lot. And I'm picking them up. And I don't know what to do. And I don't really want to pick them up and do it. And it's a little immense. And I'm not happy. And, and I'm in the thing. And I'm just kind of complaining to God a little bit. He gets that. And, and then that so amazing. Holy Spirit was so clear. He said, Steve, open the doors, get out of the way. And, and it was so clear. And, and, but it was obviously a choice that I had to make. He, he would, he, I could have said no to that because part of me just wanted to shut the doors and clean up the church and get things going again. And, you know, that's just a big mess. Got to be somebody else's problem. But, but God was like, oh, open the door, get out of the way. And, and I said, okay. I didn't even know what that meant. And I mean, within moments... Things changed. People started showing up. Supplies started raining down from heaven for the community. Volunteers started popping in the doors out of nowhere and just saying, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I, 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 I couldn't. And, and you know, the, I, I came away from that with the realization I could have said no to that. And that would have just happened somewhere else because it was going to happen. But I just got out of the way because he told me to. And so he he uses it. See, and how often do we get in the way? We just get out of the way. And that's what we need to do. And, and, and then so we, we just want to be listening to him. Because here's the options. We're either in sync with the Holy Spirit or we're not. And life comes when we're in sync. Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset. See that, how often this thing is about how you think? Is it mind? And I'm not talking about you can think things into being. That's, that's, don't hear me say that. It's, it's are you thinking God's thoughts after him? Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset. On what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. And listen to the outcomes. The mind governed by the flesh, death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Ah, the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. That's what he wants us to experience. That's what God wants for you. Full and abundant life. It's just another way of saying it. That's his deal. Who doesn't want you to have that? The enemy. He's trying to steal it from you. Where are we going to put our focus? Let's focus in on who he is. Be willing to be challenged about how you think about things. Be, be willing to be challenged about how you even see the world. Because Holy Spirit just wants us to engage in this life in ways that we really haven't fully grabbed a hold of yet. And as we do, it really begins to change things. What he's done, what God has done, and what he wants to do, and what's coming. So, so just keep sort of pressing in. I want to talk more about this new life that we have in Christ next week. If you want to get ahead, read um, the first chapter of First Peter. Because we'll be looking at that next week. But that's good for today. That's a lot of stuff to think about. And... Uh, Alice, my love, why don't you come? We're going to just ask Holy Spirit to minister to us. We, we can't have our time on the wall yet the way that we did. But uh, we do want to make sure that, that we're, we're asking, you know, Lord to meet us where we're at. So, Holy Spirit, would you come and just minister? Come in power. You, you, you empower us. So come in power and meet people right where they're at this morning. At the point of their need. Whatever's going on in their lives.
Lord, if they're, if they're tired, give them strength. Lord, if they're, if they're sick, bring healing into their lives. God, if they're, if they're stressed or if they're anxious, bring them peace. Holy Spirit, just, just come alongside and encourage and bless. And, and I, I have this sense that there's some dealing with some loneliness. Just this, these months have just made you feel very lonely. And, and a couple of things. And just know that he's with you. You're never really alone. He's got you. But even more than that, that he'll begin to open some doors for you to have, have uh, some people meet you in those places so that you don't feel so alone. But he's aware of you and of your situation. And he's with you and he's for you and he's got you. And you need to sort of hang on to that. He's got you. Amen. So I asked the staff if they had any words for you all that I could share up here. And um, Georgina had one that she felt like someone was asking God for more faith. And what she saw was an ember, like a starting ember of a fire. And then God blew on it and the fire went off. When you asked for more faith, God blew on your embers and you got more. And then I had, um, I had one from our sweet Miss Rachel who works with the kids. And this is really sweet because she said, I feel like somebody feels really small. But God doesn't see you as small. You're just, you're everything to him. That was precious. And then Miss Alicia had one that she said, someone during worship was like, how do I do that? How do I en- enter into that worship? And it's just by, by cracking the door. Just crack the door of your heart open. Amen. Amen. Amen, yeah. That all, you know, in worship, I just, I just think Jesus is here. How should I respond? If, if, if Jesus... If you actually saw Jesus walk into the room, what do you think you would do? And I just try and figure that out and do that. You know, at, at first I'd probably I'd be you'd have to scrape me up off the floor. But the reality is he's in the room. And so I respond with that, but that's great stuff. Okay, so all of this, being part of his amazing story, starts by asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. If you haven't done it, I said this. Sort of jokingly at the last service, but I mean it. What are you waiting for? Seriously. God loves you. He just wants to be in a relationship with you that changes you forever. Just say yes to Jesus. He's done all the hard work at the cross. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Do it today. Best decision. You, I promise you it's the best decision you will ever make. If you're online watching, do it. Right where you're at. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Changes everything. And if you've done that, would you let me know by texting the word heart to that text number, the 305-745-7513, just so I can celebrate with you. Because it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, people coming to know Jesus, people getting baptized. We, I forgot that we baptized eight people yesterday morning. So cool for that to happen. Yeah, so cool. Wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you for... Uh, again, just for being a part of a church that cares about people and does those things and, and uh, you know, it continues to press on. We're, we're so cool that we got, you know, movie nights are coming back soon and we've got this big candy giveaway that we're going to do at the end of the month. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making that possible. We got these neat bags. I don't have one up here and we're filling them with candy. And um, so we've got 500 bags and I need to fill them with candy. So I need to get them started. So I've already ordered for the church. We've ordered uh, 50,000 pieces of candy. Now you think, 
wow, is that, but you know what? It's a hundred pieces per bag. And, and so it's not enough, believe it or not. And so it'll make a nice little ball in the bottom of that bag. But then I buy, and I buy the filler candies. So they're Tootsie Rolls and little things like that that go in there. But anyway, um, that's when, and then we ask you to help get the rest so we can fill the bags up. And then we, during that drive through, we're gonna, we're gonna try and give away 500 of these bags. And we're gonna have a costume, in-car costume contest. And the prizes for that will be, uh, a, a big bar candy with a dollar bill on it. Cause I think that'll be cool. And, uh, who wouldn't like, I would like that prize. You know what I mean? It was your idea, yes. Uh, credit where credit is due. Alice idea. So was the bag actually being orange. I was going to order white ones, and she, ooh, go with orange. And I'm like, there you go. So, uh, that's coming. But, but it's because you guys are so amazing. Thank you. I, I don't know how to thank you enough. I, I think about all the time how blessed we are to be part of a group like this. It's just wild. And uh, all these years in, you know, 30 years, and there you go. Very cool. Thank you. Praise God from who? bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for coming. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.